Hallelujah. We give God We give God praise tonight. And brethren in the Lord, I welcome you all to tonight's fellowship. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who was and is and is to come. Hallelujah. If you're a believer, you have to believe. It must be a conviction of your heart that Christ Jesus was. Uh, the Bible says that he said to the Pharisees and the, and, the, and the Jewish people that before Abraham was, I am. Hallelujah. He said, before Abraham was, I am. He used that same word or that same reference Jehovah God used when he sent Moses out. Hallelujah. Uh, Moses said that if I go to Pharaoh and they ask me, who sent you? He said, tell them that I am that I am sent you. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. There he revealed his divinity. Hallelujah. Not that he was, but he is, I am. Hallelujah. And he is to come because death could not hold him bound. He rose triumphantly on the third day. Hallelujah. And he ever lived to make intercession for us. That is why he is able to save to the uttermost all them that come to him. Hallelujah. Because he still lives. An empty grave is there to prove that our Savior lives. And he is seated at the right hand of God. That is the place of authority. And you see, the glorious thing is that he is not the only person seated at the right hand of God. But we are seated together with him in that place of authority. Hallelujah. That is the glorious truth about what we call the in him revelation. So that as he is, so are we in this world. He has all power committed unto him. All authority committed unto him. And we also, as we go forth in his name, are them, licensed and authorized to walk in the same power and in the same authority. Hallelujah. So the believer is not a weakling. The believer is reigning with Christ now. Not in some sweet by and by to come. We are reigning with Christ now. Somebody say, I'm reigning with Christ now. Hallelujah. You are reigning with Christ. You are reigning with Christ. And one of the things that will serve you well as a believer is to learn, to learn how to walk in your authority that Christ has given to you. Jesus said, Behold, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go in my name. Hallelujah. All authority has been given unto him. Therefore, we should go in his name. And the Bible tells us that we have been raised together with him and made to sit together with him in heavenly places. That is at the right hand of the Father. It simply means the place of authority. It doesn't literally mean Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father because in the vision that John had concerning heaven, he saw a throne and upon the one sitting upon the throne, he saw a lamb in the midst of the throne. So it's not talking about a literal position per se, but it's talking about the place of authority. Hallelujah. We are there too with him. Hallelujah. And we can exercise the dominion and the power and the authority of Christ here on the earth. So Jesus said, occupy till I come. That is, fill my place till I come back. Hallelujah. So when are we going to reign with Christ? Now we are reigning with Christ. What is the scripture that tells us explicitly that we are reigning with Christ now? The Bible says that but they that receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall reign in this life. Hallelujah. Shall reign in this life or shall reign in life by that one Christ Jesus. So there are two keys to walking in or reigning with Christ. It's simply the free gift of righteousness which we have received by faith and also the abundance of grace. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, brethren, grace does much more for you than just allowing or forgiving you your sins. Grace does much more for you than that. It empowers you to reign with Christ. It raises you to reign with Christ. Hallelujah. So you are reigning with Christ. 
And like I said, it will serve you well to learn how to walk in your authority here on the earth so that you can occupy till Christ comes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. If you know this song, sing with me. I can feel your presence, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, and you are here. I can feel your presence, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, and you are here. Oh, I can feel your power, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, and you are here. I can feel your power. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, and you are here. Hallelujah. He is here. The Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is here. The one by whom we are able to express the divine life of Christ in us. Hallelujah. Today I want to teach you something that is actually going to help you walk in your authority in Christ Jesus. If you do have your Bibles, turn with me quickly to the book of Galatians chapter number 6. Turn with me there. Galatians chapter number 6. Let's see what the word of God says. Galatians chapter number 6. We are going to read uh, verse 9 and 10. I began sharing this with the elders in our, in our prayer meeting. For you all, the elders have always been laboring in prayer for you, brethren. They always lift you up, mention you before the Father, and lift up their hands in victory over you, declaring words of power and words of glory over your life. Hallelujah. I began sharing this with them. Shared it in the morning when we had morning prayer. And today I want to consummate it by sharing with the entire family because it is a word that has been in my spirit, man. And I want to pour it forth unto you. Hallelujah. I just pray that the Holy Spirit would anoint my tongue. That I would declare it expressly. Even under the auspices of his power. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter number 6. Verse 9 and 10. Amen and amen. If you are there, say amen. Is anybody there? Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. The Bible says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially to them who are of the household of faith. Hallelujah. Now, this is a very key principle in the faith that we are going to learn. Sometimes believers miss what I call their due season because they neglect this principle. There is a set time. The Bible says that the set time to favor Zion has come. There is always a set time. You see, things in the realm of the spirit don't just happen. Something must trigger something for something to happen. Hallelujah. Things don't just happen. Understand me, brethren. Please understand me. Things do not just happen. Let me tell you something. When you escape like a bird from a trap of the enemy, let's say there's an accident and then you escape with your life, and you say, oh my God, what a divine intervention. It's true, it's a divine intervention, but I tell you what, it was triggered by something. Somebody was praying for you somewhere. I'm telling you, all your past prayers, hallelujah, God used your past prayers or bending the heart of someone to be praying for you. You don't know. Things do not just happen in the realm of the spirit. You understand? You must... You must set things in motion. If not, nothing is going to happen. If you sit quiet, nothing is going to happen. If you sit down and do nothing, nothing will happen. You have to move until, until, listen, until you move, God cannot act. It's a very important principle. I know God is omnipotent. I know God is omniscient. I know God is, is all sufficient. 
You understand? I know the all-sufficiency of God. And I, and I know that God does whatever He pleases. But understand this. In your life, nothing will happen until you set things in motion. I'm telling you. Some of us, we are riding on the prayers of our parents. The prayers of our pastors. The prayers of our brethren. Hallelujah. And we, we think probably things are just happening because you know God just wants them to happen. No. He wants them to happen, but they have been set in motion by the prayers of some people or by the actions, the deliberate and intentional actions of certain people. Hear this word again. They have been set in motion by the deliberate and intentional actions of certain people. Hallelujah. That is why sometimes as we are here, we are praying, God will bend in our heart to pray for certain people. God will bend in your heart with, with the names of certain people to pray for them. At that moment, your prayers is saving them. Your prayers is doing something for them. Your prayers is opening the doors for them. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says that, you know, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season... We shall reap, that is, we shall receive our harvest, if we faint not. Hear me dearly, beloved, every action in the faith has a harvest. Everything you do in the faith, there is a reward for it. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 6. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is and is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God is a rewarder. He is always rewarded. Every little action you do or you take in faith, God rewards it. Hallelujah. God rewards it. There is a harvest for everything you do in the faith. And the harvest always comes in their due season. The Bible says that when the clouds be full of rain, they pour themselves forth. Hallelujah. Sometimes you don't know that the, <laughs> your actions of faith are just filling your clouds in heaven above. And at the, at the set time, they'll pour themselves forth upon you. You don't know it. But there is a due season. But you see, your ability let me not say your ability let me rather say for you to be able to come to the place of your due season and fully enjoy the harvest of your well doings you have to not faint hallelujah because the bible says that for in due season we shall reap if that's a very important word the bible says if if means that this blessing of reaping in your due season is contingent, you understand, is dependent upon not fainting. If we faint not, what does it mean to faint not? That is, if we don't give up, if we don't lose heart, if we don't throw in the towel, if we don't weaken in our well-doing. Hallelujah. That is why you see, as a believer, you should never be discouraged in your spirit. Concerning any well doings in the faith. What are well doings? Anything that we do in the faith that pleases God is a well doing. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says that and let us not be weary in well doings. Let us not be what weary. What does it mean to be weary? To grow tired of doing well. The Bible says that learn to do well. What are some of the well doings in the faith? Fellowshipping with the brethren. Praying, fasting, hallelujah, giving of alms, ministering to the needs of the saints, hallelujah. All those things are well doing. Studying the word is a well doing, hallelujah. When you do all these things, you are doing well in the sight of God. The Bible says, don't grow weary in well doings. Don't grow weary in well doings. Because in due season you shall reap. Because every step in the faith is a seed you have sown and there is a harvest time for it. But sometimes as believers, we get discouraged on the way. And we throw in the towel. The devil brings up so many forms of discouragement and offenses. How many people have left the church? 
They've decided not to fellowship with believers anymore because the devil has sown an offense in their heart. They were offended by somebody in the church because the person was talking about them. So they got offended and they said, I'll not even go to church anymore. I'm not going to fellowship with believers anymore because all these people, they are hypocrites. Brethren, you are missing your due season. Hallelujah. When you were in high school, I've said this before, when you were in high school, people were talking about you. You never left the school. You persevered. You stayed in the school and you completed when you went to college. Yeah, there. Some people did not like you. Even some professors did not like you in your classes. But you persevered through. And you finished and you obtained your degree. Because you set your mind and your heart on the main reason you are there. Why is it that we come to church and a little offense we want to run out of the church? A little thing we want to run out of the church. Oh, the pastor didn't greet me in the morning. Oh, the pastor's wife doesn't even look at me. She doesn't even smile. As for this church, they don't even smile at you when you come around. They don't even... Why? Why are we looking for every little opportunity to be offended? And by so doing, leaving our appointed place, our divinely appointed place. Listen, all you are doing is you are missing out on your due season. Hallelujah. It is a well-doing. Prayer is a well-doing. How many times we get discouraged? Oh, I prayed and prayed about this thing and I'm not seeing anything, so we get discouraged. We weaken in our, in our faith. We weaken in that area. We lose it. We grow weary. And we begin to faint. We begin to give up. We begin to throw in the towel. All you're doing is you are simply missing out on your due season. But the Bible says don't grow weary. Rather, grow strong in well-doing. Hallelujah. Concerning your prayer, grow stronger. Concerning your fastings, grow stronger. Concerning ministering to the needs of the saints, grow stronger. Concerning anything in the faith, grow stronger. Don't grow weary because there is a due season. There is an appointed time for your harvest that is coming upon you. Hallelujah. And lately, that's what I've been sensing in my spirit. You know, faith generation, we've been praying every morning you know laboring in prayer every morning not only for ourselves for but also for our brethren all over the world the body of christ all over the world hallelujah i keep saying all the time that our prayers are never complete until we remember all our brethren around the world who call upon the name of our lord jesus christ out of a pure heart we've been laboring in prayer it's a well-doing faith generation we must not give up. That is why at every morning, at least, there must be two voices before the altar of God. Lifting up incense on the behalf of a generation. David said that, let my prayer be set before you as incense. And the lifting up of my hands even as an evening sacrifice. We may not all be able to come for morning prayer. But at least two voices must be there. Every day there must be incense lifted on the behalf of a generation. Because there is a due season coming upon us. Hallelujah. That is why we need to persevere through. We need to push through. Hallelujah. You're fasting. Don't give up. Hallelujah. There is a due season. Hmm. So verse 10 says that as we have therefore opportunity... Let us do good unto all men, especially unto those who are of the household of faith. So here Paul singles out one of the well-doings in the faith, that is meeting the physical needs of the saints. So he says that as opportunity presents itself, let us make sure we do what we do it. Look for every little opportunity to do well in the faith. Hallelujah. Look for a little excuse to pray. Look for a little excuse to fast. Look for a little excuse. Listen, many believers are looking for the little excuse not to pray. Not to fast, not to attend church, not to fellowship with other believers. They are looking for every little excuse not to study their, their Bible. Somebody said, when he reads the Bible, he doesn't see where Cain got his wife from. So because of that, he doesn't believe God anymore and will not go to church. What foolishness! Just because he read the Bible and did not see where Cain got his wife from. Looking for the littlest excuse to miss out on a due season. You see how foolish people are? But you, beloved, I encourage you today. Look for the little excuse 
to do well. Hallelujah. The little excuse to pray. The little excuse to fast. The little excuse to fellowship with believers. The little excuse to dig into the word of God. Amen and amen. It is a well-doing. It is a well-doing. And you will reap if you faint not. If you faint not. If you do what? If you faint not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you see, one of the beautiful things about it is, as you continue in well-doing, it is almost like you are waiting upon the Lord. And the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall do what? Shall renew their strength. You will keep on keeping on. Hallelujah. They shall do what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That is it. Hallelujah. So as a believer, you should set your heart to that. Listen, I'm going to make sure that I don't grow weary in my spiritual disciplines. I'm not going to grow weary. But I am going to devote and commit myself to it. I'm going to single out one of the well-doers, which is prayer. And we are going to see what Jesus had to say about it. Turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter number 18. Jesus gave a beautiful parable over there. And we can learn some lessons there. Luke chapter number 18. Listen to this. The Bible says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray. Men ought always. When are men supposed to pray? Is it when something bad happens to them? When are men not supposed to pray? Men always ought to pray. Hallelujah. Always. All the time. In the good times and in the bad times. When you are feeling it and you are not feeling it. Hallelujah. When you are sick and you are not sick. No matter the time. Hallelujah. No matter the moment. No matter the circumstance. No matter the weather. No matter the month. Hallelujah. There is no special month for prayer. Uh, there is no special day for prayer. There are no special conditions for prayer. Men always ought to pray. Hallelujah. Always pray in the morning. Pray in the afternoon. Pray in the evening. Hallelujah. Pray with your friends. Pray alone. Pray in church. Pray at home. Everywhere pray. Hallelujah. Men always ought to pray and not what? Faint. So the parable that is about to follow, Jesus is just giving them a picture of how they ought to persevere and why they ought to persevere in prayer. Hallelujah. Listen to verse 2. He says, a saying, there was in a city a judge who feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, And shall not God avenge his own elect, that is his own chosen people, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So somebody say, God will avenge me speedily. God will avenge me speedily. Somebody say it again. God will avenge me speedily. God will avenge me speedily. Hallelujah. He says, I, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. So what was Jesus trying to say? He's saying, this unrighteous judge who feared neither God or man, even in, her, in his unrighteousness, he was able to say in his heart that though I fear not God and do not regard man, I will avenge this woman lest by continual coming she worries me. So even if this unrighteous judge can say something like that and meet the need of the woman because she just wants to avoid being worried, how much more your heavenly father, who is righteous and just, 
Hallelujah. Jesus said, he will not wait and say, I'm going to do it for you so that, you know, you will stop bothering me. No, 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 no. He's going to avenge you speedily. Hallelujah. Because he has made promise unto you that the ears of the Lord are attentive to the voice of the righteous. Hallelujah. That the Lord is our very present help in time of trouble. That whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do. Hallelujah. Because he's not going to avenge you because he wants to just get rid of you and get rid. You are not a, a problem to him when you, when you come to him crying unto him in prayer day and night. He's going to avenge you because of his promise he has made to you. Hallelujah. That is the justice of God. That is why he will avenge you how speedily. Then Jesus adds this. He says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth. What is Jesus trying to say? Because you see, faith perseveres. That is one of the that is one of the characteristics of faith. Faith does what it perseveres. Faith does not give up. Faith does not throw in the towel. Faith does not say, you know what, I'm not hearing anything. I'm not seeing anything. Uh, nothing is happening. So you know what, forget it. This thing doesn't work. Uh, and God is not there. And God is not going to answer my prayer. And nothing is going to happen. And then, No, no, no. Faith doesn't behave that way. The Bible says that. But Abraham grew strong in faith. How? Giving glory to God. Faith perseveres. Faith continues. Hallelujah. Faith never gives up. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Faith does what it perseveres. Somebody say we faith perseveres. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Colossians chapter number 4 verse 2 that persevere in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. In other verses it says that Continue steadfastly in prayer. Other version says, devote yourself to prayer. So that means that to persevere in anything, prayer being one of them, it means to devote yourself to it and to continue steadfast in it. Listen. Every well-doing in your life, every well-doing in the faith, you have to devote yourself, devote yourself to fasting, devote yourself to prayer, devote yourself to fellowshipping with the brethren, devote yourself to studying the word of God. You understand? Devote yourself to almsgiving, devote yourself with ble to blessing the, 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 the brethren in the house of faith. You understand what I'm talking about? Devote yourself to spiritual disciplines. And continue in them steadfastly. What does steadfastly mean? It gives us a picture of something is trying to, you know, move you from it and trying to stop you from doing it. But you see, you have made up your mind. Ah, you are saying, I got my mind made up, and I'm not turning back. You, you understand? I, I have made up my mind. I'm going. I remember those days. I remember those days when, when we we're growing in in, in Adisado College. You know, back in Ghana when I was in high school, uh, those were my beginning years, and I was being trained in the discipline of fasting and prayer uh, by those who had gone ahead of me in the faith and one of our leaders what do you say to us is we will be having a one week fast one week fast six to six every day one week fast six to six every day and you tell us listen when you fast you're, you will feel hungry but when you are hungry tap your stomach and tell your stomach stomach you are hungry but I'm not feeding you you are fasting because I'm in charge hallelujah you understand? That is what we call perseverance. Sometimes some people fast and when they get hungry, they say, oh, Pastor, I was fasting, but I was hungry, so I ate something. What is the point of the fasting? The point of the fasting is for you to get hungry and say no to food. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm talking about? You must get hungry and say no to food. Hallelujah. That is how you dominate the flesh. You, you tap your stomach and say, stomach, you are not in charge. I'm the one in charge. Today you are going to bed. No food. No food for you. Stay there. You may cry all you want. I will not feed you. Hallelujah. You are silencing the voice of your flesh. You devote. You continue steadfast in it. Hallelujah. Mandele besotes. You continue steadfast in prayer. You understand it? You, 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 you pray and you keep praying. And you don't stop praying. And you keep praying. And you continue in prayer. Hallelujah. Yeah, you don't give up on the prayer. You, you, you don't just give up. You understand what I'm talking about? You keep praying. And you, you watch therein with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. That is what faith does. 
Hallelujah. Mendolo bongo shatas. You know, for some of us, we are, we, we are, we, we handle well doings in the faith almost like, you know, uh, a one time thing we do. We do it once and then we go, maybe another two, three weeks later, we'll do once. And you see, it must be your lifestyle. You understand what I'm talking about? Fasting must be your lifestyle. Prayer must be your lifestyle. Amen and amen. It, it, it must not be something that you do once when you feel. Uh, when something happens, then you, you really pray. No, you must be praying all the time. The Bible says men ought to always pray. Men ought to what? All, let me tell you, every time is a conducive time to pray. Every time is what a conducive time to pray. Hallelujah. Devote yourself to it. That's what you need. That's what you need. Devote yourself to it. Continue steadfast in it. That's what faith does. So Jesus is saying, when the son of man comes, shall he find faith in the earth? Are there people who have the kind of faith that perseveres through or they just throw in and give up because they've not seen anything? Hallelujah. Uh, do you know that when before Jesus was born, the Bible says that Jesus was born at the appointed time, in the fullness of time. You understand? Jesus was born. But before Jesus was born, it was not just something that happened because God wanted it to happen, to fulfill prophecy. There were two people. Anna. Hallelujah. There were two people that were praying. One prophet and one Anna. One woman, one widow named Anna. She was about 87 years. She had been praying all her life. She took all of the prophecies concerning the coming Messiah and she had been praying. She had been praying. Hallelujah. Praying into, to pass the prophecy concerning the coming Messiah. Hallelujah. And there was another prophet who had also been praying and praying and praying until Jesus was born. I've forgotten his name. Who knows the name of that man? Anybody? Can anybody help me out? Bible scholars. I've forgotten the name of the man. It just escaped me. Hallelujah. They had been praying. But they persevered in that prayer. And after Jesus was born, he said that, oh, now your servants can depart in peace. Hallelujah. Listen, you must persevere. That is one of the things that believers need now. You understand? One of the things I see believers lacking is the attitude of perseverance, the attitude of consistency. You know, today you hear them confessing the word of God. Then the next day, all of a sudden, their confession changes. When they are down, you know, it's almost like their faith life goes with their mood and how they feel. If they feel good, they confess the word. If they don't feel good, forget the word. When you tell them, hey, come on here, cheer up, speak the word of God, they'll tell you, you don't know what I'm, what I'm dealing with. You don't know what I'm going through. You, that's what they, you don't know what I'm going through. That's what they'll say to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, they'll say to you, you don't know what I'm going through. What are you going through? What, what is there? Hallelujah. What is there? What is there you're going through? Listen, at all times, speak the word. Speak the word. At all, when you wake up from there, proclaim the word. Declare the word. Hallelujah. Confess the word. The Bible says that he has said that I might boldly say the word of God does not change irrespective of your condition, irrespective of how you feel, irrespective of your situation. So lay hold on it. And the word of God is not a respecter of any condition. All the word of God does is it comes to establish the will of God. Hallelujah. So when you are sick, the word of God comes to establish the will of God. What is the will of God? Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. God's word will come and establish your good health. Hallelujah. Pendemozilla batesis. Listen. So speak the word of God. Every day, don't give it up. Every day. Pray all the time. Fast all the time. Regularly. That is why faith generation, we fast three, the first three days of every month. We open the month with fasting. Hallelujah. It does something to you. It helps you access the realm of the spirit. 
It doesn't, your fasting doesn't make God more God. Your prayer doesn't make God more God. No, God is God. Whether you pray or you don't pray, He's still God. It doesn't change Him. But it makes you able to access the supernatural. The place of your advantage. Listen, in the flesh you have no advantage. I'm telling you, in the flesh you have no advantage. Because the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not what canal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Listen to me. If you are fighting with canal weapons, you would always fail. In the flesh you have no advantage as a believer. So stop trying to strategize in the flesh. There is no adva advantage in there. Sometimes eh, your only way out is, is just lock yourself in the room. Lock yourself in the room and, and just begin to matokos, elementes, rabandi, satelele matusatai, ribis, andos, katas, beros, nentes, candes, randos, sinamanantes, gelelebota, sinte, monda, rabondi, satarabadi, satai. Listen, by the time you start speaking, into, listen, your, the weapons of your warfare are not canal. You, you are acting. Accessing divine weapons. You understand what I'm talking about? Listen, this is how you exercise your dominion and your authority in every situation. You understand what I'm talking about? Don't say that they bring you some news and all of a sudden you sit down and you are weeping and crying and crying and crying. And, ah, brethren, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you behaving as if Jesus died and is still in the grave? What are you doing? Did he rise from the grave and give you dominion and power? Then use it. Hallelujah. Stop behaving as if God is dead. Stop behaving as if God is dead. Lock yourself in that room. The Bible says that Elijah, he tucked his head in between his, in, in between his thighs and he began to pray. What does that picture give us? It's called concentration. Concentration what? Tration. In physics, let me tell you something. If you have a laser and you're able to focus the laser upon a sheet of paper, the more concentrated it is, the easier it is for it to light up. Sometimes your prayer, because you are not concentrated, your prayer is not concentrated, it cannot light up anything. Your prayer is not concentrated. It cannot light up in it. It's so scattered. It can, it's not focused. But if you enter your room, you lock yourself in your room. Sometimes enter your closet. You understand? Forget everyone. Forget the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the husband, the mother, the sister, the BFF, the whatever, whatever it is. Forget all those people. Cut all those Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. Cut all those things and lock yourself in that room. And you are there. You are praying until... You understand what I'm talking about? You see, maybe you've not gotten to that point yet. But as a believer, God will always want to bring you to that point. It is called a place of break, your breaking point. If God brings you to that point once in your life, it will break you through. And you will see the power that will come out of it. And you'll be doing that all the time. I'm telling you, some of us, we've not gotten to that point yet. The reason sometimes is almost as if you can't hear God speaking to you is because, you see, God is trying to see whether this guy is really serious. He called Moses to come to the mountain. Moses was on the mountain 40 days. God did not speak. On the 40th day was when God spoke. He's trying to see whether Moses is really serious. Sometimes God is trying to see whether you are serious about this thing. This thing you are really, you have been crying about. and Are you really serious about it? So you, you start praying and five minutes after then you, are, you just you see, oh, God is trying to see. Because, you see, there are even other things he wants to show you which are greater than what you are even crying about. But you see, spirit, yeah. let me tell you something. Spirit, God does not cast his spells before swine. It's a spiritual principle. He said, do not cast your pearls before swine. If Jesus tells you not to cast your pearl before swine, do you think God the Father will cast his pearl before swine? What is swine? Swine don't see the value of pearls. Spiritual things are pearls. If you want to encounter divinity, if you want to see visions, you understand what I'm talking about? If you want to buy into the purposes and the plan of God for your life, these are pearls. These are jewels. These are precious things. God will not just cast them to just, you know, just, just anyone who doesn't even value them. 
What price will you pay for them? That's the question. What price will you pay for them? What price will you pay for them? The anointing you are seeking, what price will you pay for it? Listen, the anointing we are working in, it's not because we are just there and God just anointed us. No. There are prizes we paid. There are prizes we paid. Hallelujah. And if we desire greater anointings, we have to pay greater prizes. What price have you paid? You understand? Lock yourself there. Be there and pray. Deal with the issue. Handle the thing. Before you realize, God will begin to open your eyes. You begin to even see far more. Far more than what you have been crying about. You understand what I'm... I'm teaching you spiritual... How to succeed spiritually. That's what I'm teaching you. How to access what is yours in the realm of the spirit. That's what I'm teaching you. How to use the weapons of the spirit. That's what I'm teaching you. Amen and amen. Far too many Christians are allowing certain things to dominate their lives. Are allowing the devil to dominate their lives because they are not, you see, spiritual things don't mean anything to them. It doesn't mean anything to them. It doesn't mean anything. Hallelujah. And sometimes God will be silent, you won't say anything. They couldn't even that do say. And you are just there. You are just waiting on God. You are there. You don't fear. Let me tell you, sometimes when you are even you pray and pray and pray and trust me, you not you don't even feel anything. It's so dry. It's as if the heavens are even closed upon you. I'm telling you, that is how it will feel like, but it's a lie. You are about to break through. Hallelujah. Then the then the devil will just come around. You know, stop praying. The prayer is okay. Just forget it. You prayed enough. It's okay. God has heard your prayer. It's okay. Forget it. No. What the, what God is doing, He's developing your spirit. That's what God is doing. He wants you to stay there. Stay there in the prayer. Mm. You understand? You are studying the word. How many of you, you've spent one hour in the word of God? You, you've just spent one hour in the word of God. Listen, faith generation, by the end of the year, all of us must come to that level. What did I say? By the end of the year, you must come to that level where you study God's word for one hour, uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. Not you study Kakra, then you go and check Facebook. Oh, Akosia Mensa said this. You go and check. Oh, and then you, you come back and you study. Oh, oh, Beatrice, oh, Beatrice Agatha. Beatrice Agatha is married. Oh, wow. What if they Then you come back and you study small. Then you turn on Netflix. Then you watch Netflix small. Then you come. Listen. That one can it, 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 won't, it won't bring anything to you. If Beatrice Agatha is married, it has nothing to do with your Bible study. You understand what I'm talking about? Somebody said, Beatrice Agatha's marriage has nothing to do with my Bible study. <laughs> Brethren, I didn't say laugh. I said, say, say with me, Beatrice Agatha's marriage has nothing to do with my Bible study. <laughs> yes, it has nothing to do with your Bible study. Stay there in the, let me tell you something, and I'm not bluffing or anything, but I want to show you something. I remember back in the day, these are the kind of spiritual trainings we had. And I'm sure that, you know, the others even, they'll, they'll tell you some of the spiritual trainings they had. I, I, I would skip assembly. You know how when you're in high school, you go for assembly and all that. And I'll just be there. I didn't care about, I, I don't wish children to do this, but, you know, I was, I'll forget about all those in the mornings. I'll just go and hide in the school gym. Nobody was there. It was an old gym. It was not being used. So I'll go and hide there for two hours. And I'll just be there with my Bible. I'll weep. My Bible was always wet. I did not come to this level of understanding of spiritual things and the counsels of God just like that. Like I was just there and all of a sudden it just happened. Bam. No. You understand what I'm talking about? I'll, I'll be weeping on my Bible. I'll just be there digging spiritual truth. Just be there. And God will be speaking to me there. I'll be there. Sometimes I'm there, nothing. I'm just there with my Bible. No, nothing. Just me and my Bible. Nothing. Nothing more. No. Listen, all, the, all these other things that have come, they are called distractions. You understand? Put them aside. Concentrate. 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 
You are distracted in your mind by many things. That's as a fake generation. By the end of the year, we should all come to that level where we can spend one hour in the Word uninterrupted. And we can spend one hour in prayer uninterrupted, praying in the Holy Ghost. You understand? You can. You should develop yourself to that level. Maybe right now, your cup you can hit is five minutes. It's good. Don't discourage yourself. It's good. Maybe you can pray five minutes uninterrupted. After five minutes, all of a sudden, you start fidgeting. You want to go and get coffee. You want to go and get... Oh my goodness, America. It's only in America you pray and then you want coffee. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, listen, it's good. Stay there. Continue there. Maybe you can do 10 minutes. Continue in it. You can do 30 minutes. Continue. You see, as you do so, you will begin to increase. You begin to increase. By the end of the year, all of us, every single person in faith generation, you must come to the place where you alone, you can stand and pray one hour. Because Jesus said it. The Bible says that he left his disciples and he went further. And he left Peter, James and John and he went further and he was there praying. After an hour, he came back and he saw them sleeping. He said, could you not watch with me one hour? And he left them and he went back again and he prayed. He came back and said the same thing to them. The third time he came and he, he said the same thing to them. So Jesus had prayed three hours. Then he said, watch and pray so that you will not enter into what? Temptation. He said, the spirit is what? Willing, but the flesh is weak. What is the weakness of the flesh? Anytime you set your heart to draw close to God in spiritual disciplines, your flesh will connive with the devil to draw you out of there. But don't let your flesh, because you are not ruled by your flesh, you are ruled by your spirit, man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you before, so that it doesn't, you, the devil will connive with your flesh and give you every reason. But I'm telling you today, no matter how tangible that reason is, forget it. It's simple. What do you value most? What do you value most? Hallelujah. Stay there. Hallelujah. Do not grow weary in well-doing. Pray. I remember back in the day. You pray till your ribs. <laughs> you can't even feel your ribs anymore. Have we stopped that kind of prayer? No, we still pray those kinds of prayers. Hallelujah. But you see, as you do those things, you gain spiritual ground and certain things become easy for you. You understand? It becomes easy for you. That is why I want us to come to that place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So is everybody with me? By the end of the year, by 31st December, you can say to your, you can thank God and say, Father, I thank you that I can stand and pray at least an hour. At least. Because Jesus said, could you not watch with me for an hour? That means that the minimum for the believer is an hour. Hallelujah. You can stay and pray for an hour. You can fast for an hour. I say you can fast for an hour. You, you can pray for an hour. You can persevere in prayer for an hour. And watch therein. Amen and amen. Mm. As you do that, let me tell you something. The Bible says that in the last days, you pour the Spirit upon all flesh. When did the last days begin? It began when Jesus came on the earth. Hallelujah. And that was when the Holy Spirit was poured out. When Jesus left and went to heaven and sent the Holy Ghost. He poured out the Spirit on the last day. The Holy Ghost is here. He says, I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters will do what? Prophesy. Your sons and daughters will do what? Prophesy. Prophesying is for everyone. Hallelujah. Your old men shall dream dreams. Hallelujah. And your young men shall see visions. Seeing visions is for everyone. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm talking about? But you see, how much of the Holy Ghost have you engaged to be able to access all these things? You understand what I'm talking about? How much of the Holy Spirit have you engaged to access all these things? It's all in Him. Engage the spirit. And one of the easiest ways to engage the spirit is praying in tongues. Hallelujah. If you're on the line and you don't pray in tongues, next week I'll teach on praying in tongues. Or I'll teach on tongues speaking. Hallelujah. I know you go to certain places, they'll tell you it is demonic, it is past. 
You know, and the funny thing is, those who don't speak in tongues are those who say that. How can you say, how can you say something is not true when you have not experienced it? <laughs> you see the funny thing? Sometimes I, I, I sit down and I, I wonder when people say things like that. You know, it, it, it's demonic. But we've been praying in tongues and then we still love God and it makes us love God more. It makes us desire a holy life more. So how can something demonic make you desire God more and desire a holy life and desire, you know, I, I, they, people who have never spoken in tongues, they, they are the ones who have made themselves expect in tongues. <laughs> but I'll teach you next week, hallelujah. Because you see, right teaching will position you in the place to be able to do what? Step into it by faith, hallelujah. And those of you who don't speak in tongues yet, you will start speaking in tongues, hallelujah. Amen and amen. Oh, no, no, no. You say, Pastor Sam, how will you pray for us to start speaking in tongues? You are not close to it. Don't worry. There are about three people on the line that started speaking in tongues through prayer over the phone. We're praying over the phone. They started speaking in tongues. Distance is no barrier to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm talking about? Yes, 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 yes. You will. Somebody's afraid. Listen, these are... Gateways into the realm of the spirit, and that's how you should live your life as a believer, as a spiritual man, not a carnal man. Amen and amen. So, let me repeat this again by the end of the year, faith generation, you should be able to stay one hour in the word of God uninterrupted. You are studying God's word one hour, you are engaging the word of God. Hallelujah! You are digging for truths in God's word one hour uninterrupted. And you're able to stay one hour in prayer uninterrupted. Hallelujah. That is where we want to get to. And you you, you, you even be surprised. You yourself, you'll be so surprised. Something will be happening to you. You'll be amazed. Because you are going to trigger certain things in motion. And your due season will come upon you. Hallelujah. And you reap a harvest. Some of the harvests you reap, you begin to see visions. Some of you will start prophesying. Some of you will start walking in giftings of the spirit you have never even imagined. Hallelujah. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, lift up your voice wherever you are and begin to give God prayer. Lift up your voice and begin to speak.